0: Hi, my name is Igor, CEO of Kitcast. You're listening to the new podcast series by Kitcast called Let's Talk Digital Signage. Digital signage is not the only industry hit by the pandemic, but it's one that will see a great transformation post-COVID-19. While there are positive signals on the market, more than ever do we need consolidation, transparency and support. For these reasons, we are launching a series of interviews with digital signage market players who will share their pains, gains, and hopes for
1: 2021-2022.
0: And my today's guest is Mark McDemott, CEO of ScreenCloud. Hi, Mark.
1: Hello. Hi. Hi.
0: Thank you very much for having me on. Sure. Thanks for tuning in. That's one of the things I love about our industry. Readiness for dialogue and sharing experience with fellow founders. It's now more important than ever, and that's what I believe will help us all bring digital signage to the next level in these trying times and beyond.
1: As I say, a rising tide carries all ships. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Mark, you have customers from lots of different verticals and industries, from nonprofits to enterprise. I bet you saw some or even some drastic changes in their work once COVID had hit. What would you say were the most noticeable shifts in demand for digital signage post-COVID? Any new technologies or specific features or all kind of state as as is?
1: Um, so uh, you mean so post-COVID, as in like as we open up again? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I think, well, the way I probably phrase it is, I would. There are certain industries. So obviously, like there are certain industries where everything just shut down, and, mm-hmm. and the need for for signage in closed spaces was just sort of non-existent. Mm-hmm. But I think that actually during um, the last time, what we saw was there are certain industries where the need increased during that time. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helped sort of balance things out a little bit. Um, and um, what I'm seeing now is I think COVID put a spotlight on our frontline workers, as in, as my, ah, sorry, I think my internet just went funny. All right. Good. Yeah. I think Zoom's just gone completely mad on me, but as least it's still I going. Can hear you. So, uh, right. Uh, let me think where are we again? Yeah. So I think um, the frontline workers uh, have become notably sort of more important than ever to keep the world moving around. And so the screens, which are kind of communicating to them have become ever more important. And I think that coming out of COVID, we're seeing a greater need for companies to feel more connected, yeah. um, especially with everyone being either at home or in the office or you know in, in that frontline space, wherever that might be. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm seeing that as a kind of one of the emerging trends. Um, and then I think beyond that, uh, I'm also kind of getting a sense that if you look at the last 18 months just generally, it's been a kind of digital transformation explosion. So every company probably had a kind of digital roadmap for how they were going to uh, become more modern in the ways that they work. And I think that it's fair to say that most of them had to accelerate that roadmap during COVID. And what that's probably you know triggered is a chain reaction inside of each business of thinking now, okay, instead of this being a five-year plan, this has now become a two-year plan. So how does that extend further? And I think that, you know, whilst people are reimagining the ways they work, the ways they operate, how they're located, and how they communicate, then I think that where that's where screens also play quite a big role. So I think as people are just reimagining the way things work completely, they're also now considering, well, how do we make those spaces more modern, Uh, more sort of multifunctional um, and bring it really more into the into the current century Mm -hmm. um, generally. So that's the kind of things I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, got it.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I just can add that for us, for example, COVID has unlocked a new industry that we haven't focused on earlier. It's healthcare. At first, you know, we decided to launch an initiative to support COVID 19 first responders in March 2020, I guess. And the idea was to contribute as much as we can to help public institutions spread the accurate information on COVID status and case count. That's when we saw that KitCast can be useful and helpful, especially for healthcare facilities. We've built a new widget for life case count by city and added COVID templates to help these facilities communicate social distancing requirements and, and other recommendations and for hospitals and other care units, digital signage turn out to be the easiest solution and basically a no brainer, you know, that we provided for, for free. Yeah. So, um, uh, What would be your top three pieces of advice for institutions or businesses that are just looking to deploy digital signage in 2021?
1: Oh, yeah. I think what I would recommend is, I'll probably almost not even talk about signage at all and just sort of Mm -hmm. make sure people kind of are actually uh, planning things out properly. So the first thing I would say to people who are thinking about this is there's obviously something that's triggered that. So Mm -hmm. what are they trying to achieve? What are the outcomes they're looking to influence? And I think quite often, people sometimes go into this thinking of it more of a, oh, this is a more modern way of doing things, but they don't really go in with a specific kind of outcome or several outcomes in mind that they really want to um, to accomplish. So having just tangible uh, things that you really want to do, it, it doesn't need to be the absolute be all and end all of all of the content, but it should be if these outcomes uh happened then this would be successful so i'd start i'd say start with that secondly i'd then say okay let's let's consider um the audience uh, for that outcome uh but there maybe will be multiple audiences um and who are that who is that audience when are they likely to be in front of those screens and for how long are they likely to be in front of those screens because the dwell time that they have is going to be quite impactful again on what you show them. If the dwell time is longer, you have more time to explain. If it's short, you need to get your point across very succinctly. Um, And then thirdly, I would recommend um, actually something I don't think happens very often is a way of measuring that. So you've got a sense of what you want to achieve, but how are you going to measure whether the screens have actually been impactful? Um, I think most of the evidence around that tends to be quite anecdotal um, but I would actually say you, you know it's good to measure where you are today and then see that improvement because invariably if this project is successful you'll probably want to go and expand it out further and if you're going to want to get more budget for your project then you kind of need to prove the ROI. And I don't think many people go into these projects with real again tangible results as to what that ROI might be um, and so you know when I kind of going back a bit on that and maybe fleshing out a bit, I think um, the outcomes one is fairly obvious what you might want to do. And probably people have a reasonable idea. The audience one, I think is, can be quite tricky. So for example, I was recently speaking with um, a customer who has a whole series of locations in the wellness space. So they're kind of like treatment rooms, treatment um, centers. And one of the things that they wanted to do was upsell to uh, customers in the waiting room as they're waiting for a treatment. So they wanted to talk a bit about, say, certain products which that could be used in the treatment that they could also buy and then use at home. So it's a kind of standard sort of thing. So in the waiting room, you've got a reasonably good dwell time. They're potentially going to be there for up to five minutes, maybe more. And you can afford them to have some educational content about why uh, these products are good. Then you could then say, actually, you can request these products in your treatment. And then if you like them, when you leave, you can buy some more. So quite a simple sort of one, two, three of increasing kind of upselling of these these products. But then they kind of left it at that. And I was like, well, actually, there's another way that would be very simple to upsell this. And that would be, does everyone on your team and your front of house team and your treatment team actually know that this is what you want to do? And this is something that they should recommend. And it was like, well, yeah, I think so. Some of them do, some of them don't. So I was like, well, what about a screen that's more behind the scenes, that's actually kind of explaining, you know, this is something, you know, have you a reminder to ask customers if they want to try a product out before their treatment begins. And if they, you know, do say, hey, look, if you like this, you can actually buy some on your way out. So kind of almost informing the team, whereas the project was originally more about trying to inform the end user, which is certainly very important. But like I feel that they'd kind of forgotten that actually a really good way of making these outcomes happen is making sure that all your team understands that too, um, and then obviously you know that's a fairly easy one to measure because you measure the the upsell of uh, of those mm-hmm. products. Does so that kind of make sense?
0: Yeah, sure, makes sense. And what about hardware?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, like so we we tend to be fairly hardware agnostic. So I kind of think about hardware as you know. There's always a a different um, way of uh, approaching each project and and what you're looking to do. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have kind of much preference on what people want to do on their hardware. Quite often, I'll just talk to the customer and say, well, look, you know, do you already have something? And if they do, then I kind of think, well, let's just stay with what you already got, like if that's working okay um i kind of find our industry obsesses a bit about hardware and i tend to like not really (laughs) i kind of think yeah look i mean let's just look at what the right tool for the job is so let's look at budget let's look at kind of the number of locations um let's take uh stock of your network and you know is this an enterprise network does it have security restrictions is it quite locked down in which case we're going to need to accommodate for that or is it more of a sort of straightforward setup in which case that doesn't matter so much so it tends to be for me, kind of more on um, the size of the network and generally the IT requirements um, around that and, and sort of what the needs are and, and a bit budget led. But I, I kind of find our industry just talks a lot about hardware and I just I just don't think it's that important. Um, I think there's there's just, there's so much options out there. We can just, so long as we can work with them, it doesn't really matter. And that's why I try and tend to focus, the conversations I have anyway, um, but I'm not part of the onboarding team, (laughs) obviously, um, is, uh, is more around kind of what goes on the screen matters to me a huge amount more than how we get it there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I can add that it's amazing that we have such a wide variety of hardware that you can use for digital signage today. Or sometimes even no hardware, like no TV players. All you need literally is a TV screen with smart technology. I know it's the case for ScreenCloud, correct? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, we work on we work on pretty much everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and for because for KitKat, our primary platform is Apple TV, and we mainly focus on all Apple firms that are deeply integrated into all Apple infrastructure. And it's been pretty consistent before, during, and now post COVID. But yeah. Uh, Okay, so have you seen any trends shifting in that regard? Did any of the hardware see a particular rise in demand with COVID or any macro trends you've been noticing?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I think probably the biggest shift I've seen around hardware is um, probably greater importance coming on being able to remotely um, administer the devices. If this is for mm-hmm. the larger customers, the enterprise yeah. customers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you have kind of popular devices like, I mean, a Fire Stick's yeah, very basic, but very popular because it's mm-hmm. cheap and it does the job but you can't really manage a large network of fire sticks easily. It doesn't, you know, it's not really suited for that. Mm -hmm. And I think with the fact that people are now, you know, you know, working from home and a lot of the IT teams are working remotely, the need to have really strong uh, remote management of devices, I think has become, um, I mean, that was always a thing, but I think now it's become even more of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you, you probably seeing that come up as a bit more of a request around that um, in the hardware, I mean, we actually finally have, we, 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 although we've kind of always worked across other hardware devices, we've sort of gone uh, full circle on this. And we're actually um, producing our own hardware, which we're going to be launching um, shortly, uh, officially launching next month, but it's already out with customers. Um, and the, the reason for doing that was something we never really wanted to do, if I'm honest, um, but was to really just have a proper um, proper level of control over exactly uh, how the screen is being deployed and there's a bit of a gap in the market so there's the lower end devices which are kind of you know great and cheap and perfect for like smbs and then you've got the sort of higher end devices as well but there was nothing really in the middle google used to play there so Google had the Chrome bit, which was a, a, a good device, um, which they basically stopped doing. And Google Chrome became increasingly difficult to work with with the way they were licensing mm-hmm. it. It it didn't really sort of work brilliantly. But yeah, it was a yeah. it was a, for a while, it was a really good middle ground of enterprise grade. So it would work with enterprise networks, mm-hmm. but not break the bank in cost. Yeah. Um, and had good remote management built in through the through the Chrome um management uh product but then basically google just withdrew from the market they just didn't really want to do it and so that kind of left this middle space Mm -hmm. uh which uh i don't think anyone's going to fill because you don't really make much money from it but we've decided to kind of go in there and do a product uh in -hmm. the mid-market sort of entry-level enterprise space Mm -hmm. um not with a view to making any money out of it we won't Mm -hmm. we won't be that it won't be profitable Mm -hmm. but with a view to just opening the market back up because it needs to so that's kind of a shift that that we've been working on uh, for the last couple of years and and we're launching soon. So, Mm -hmm. so far it has been, um, we've tested it out with existing customers and um, it's been really popular. They, we keep selling out of devices already, which is a good sign, I think. Um, And then we will be officially launching it next month. So uh, I'll have a much better answer for you in about six months time when when we've entered the game.
0: Yeah, congrats. Yeah, and good luck with the hardware. So Uh, Mark, Let's zoom out a little bit and talk about macro trends now. What technologies, in your opinion, will be most widely used in the upcoming year or two? Cool.
1: And specifically with signage. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, um, well, one of the other things we've probably seen come out of COVID is this idea of like, how do we make screens interactive? Like mm-hmm. the industry has always had this relationship with touch but i think touch has been i mean in my opinion a bit awkward because touch screens are actually well one they're very expensive Mm -hmm. and two i don't think people really want to use touch screens that much that's my opinion yes so if you think of it like as a child you're not exactly um taught by your family to go up to the big tv and put your hands all over it right Mm -hmm. You're, you're told not to touch these big expensive products and um, maybe in generations to come, that will feel more natural, kind of going up and touching things. But I've always had a bit of an awkward relationship with it because I think, so I'm going up to this large TV in public and I'm touching on the content to then drop what I see. And then anyone who's looking over my shoulder can basically see what's going on. I, that just doesn't feel right. And it especially doesn't feel right to me when you've got the device that I most want to touch in my pocket, my Mm -hmm. phone. Mm -hmm. Um, And it feels to me that the screen's role is not to be interactive, but is to prompt further action. Now, that further action, probably, most likely, if it was digital, would occur on the phone. I think COVID has basically brought that relationship back to life with things like QR codes, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, they've been around forever. They never really took off in the West. They did in in Asia, but never in the West. But I think in the last year, now that there's native support for QR codes in phones, which there historically wasn't, and also the fact that everyone's using QR codes for things like restaurant menus and ordering and things, Mm -hmm. I think that actually now we will see uh, content going on screens where the call to action is a QR code, where you can zip that and then you can go and actually do whatever you want to do next from your phone, which for me feels much more natural than going up to a big screen and putting your paw prints all over it and touching it. And especially after COVID, I think mm-hmm. that people will be reticent to do that. So sure. I, I, I'm thinking that the, the way that we interact and take the journey on digitally mm-hmm. is probably gonna be um, a big area of change in how people think about their content.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And um, I can only add that anything touchless will be a go-to technology in the next few years. Because just look at all the reopenings, for example, to stay safe and comply with regulations, restaurants already have had to invest into minimizing contact at any point of interaction with a customer. So it was expensive with touch technologies. Right now it's more even expensive, you know, and... If I were a business owner, I would replace paper menus and even shared iPads. That used to be a hit, you know, with touchless technologies and, as you mentioned, QR codes. Um, even if we were put aside COVID concerns. And all this is fair for any public, high traffic, places and even offices. I have a story regarding hardware. Before the COVID, we built our own hardware with a touchscreen. Digital signage for every public place. The idea was very solid, perfect unit economics. But the time wasn't the right. The COVID happened. Ah, right, yeah. Yeah, it was a touchscreen, public places, lockdown. (laughs) Was it like an all-in-one product, like a kind of all-in-one touchscreen and player and things? Mm -hmm. Um, It was a tabletop screen powered by our digital signage software with a built-in wireless charger and even NFC chip on board. That was a good example of how the market can change your strategy. Yeah. And there is no sense in this kind of products right now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right now, it's, I think I think, it's, um, I think we're going to need just to keep it simple, mm-hmm. you know, for, for starters. And, and I've always been a big believer of like surfing trends. So it's, it's quite tough to, to educate and change a market. Generally speaking, that takes a lot of money and um, a lot of noise to do that. But so I kind of tend to sort of take the opposite view and go, well, what's happening in the world anyway that people are familiar with? And how can we sort of surf on top of that? Like, how can we adapt that towards what we're doing so that it feels familiar? Because if it feels familiar, people are more likely to adopt it. And I think that's why the Fire Stick as a device was so popular, apart from price points, is it's familiar, you use it at home and you, you already know basically how it works. So now you're just using it in an office setting and you're like, okay, it's basically the same deal in the office. And because of that familiarity, you break down, you know, barriers uh, against it. And I think it's the same with, you know, with this, which is like, if we've just had a whole year of, you know, pinging QR codes to do stuff, then it's just not going to feel weird to, um, you know, to get your phone out and just like, Take a QR code and go right. That's where I do the action for this. Um, and so, yeah, I, th- I think it's the main thing is just to look at the trends that are mm-hmm. happening anyway and just just surf them really.
0: Yeah, yeah. Back in twenty nineteen, our hardware was a piece of technology that could start trends because just listen to the numbers: fifteen thousand pre-orders in five days. Hardware, fifteen thousand. Wow. Yeah, it's it. It was amazing. That's but, a lot, incredible. Yeah, but after the COVID, not only the market has changed, but people' behavior as well. And who knows, maybe, maybe later. Uh, but right now, the time
1: is not right. Uh, that's tough. I mean, the, the timing of all of that is pretty, mm-hmm. uh, pretty awful. <laughs> so, so yeah, I have a, you have a lot of sympathy for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: okay, Mark. Maybe the last one question I have. Uh, how would you picture the digital signage industry in ten years?
1: How would it look? Mm, yeah, good question. So, so um, my so my feeling on this is that screens will become less of a thing. I think if you if you think about uh, the future, if anyone, if you look at any sort of artist's impression of the future, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of whether that be in like a kind of commercial setting or an office setting or transport or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. if you look at those renditions, they tend to have some kind of like digital presence in them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone always thinks about Minority Report. I don't know why that film is still referenced to this day. It's really old now, but if you look at any kind of impression, there's going to be a digital element there because we live in a digital world and most of the information we have is online. So going into a physical, you know, a physical space Mm -hmm. that doesn't have a manifestation of digital in it just doesn't make any sense. Now, my question is, are screens really the right way? I think screens are the way that we currently do it because we bolt, you know, a big box on a wall and it works. But actually if this is going to truly kind of become like fused with the environment in which it's in, mm-hmm. then really it should be designed into that environment. So I think we're going to see things kind of much more embedded in rather than just sort of screens hanging on walls and pillars and things like that. I, I kind of think that the hardware is going to blend into the background. You know, maybe there'll be more advanced projection, things like that. Um, and I, I think it's going to become more part of the environment in which it's in rather than just having these kind of, ugly boxes <laughs> stuck on as well. So that's my kind of my hardware vision, but my my bigger vision rather than that, because I mean, at the end of the day, like that just will make everything feel a bit more integrated and a bit more thought through than it currently is. But I think the big shift that I believe, um, and, and this is kind of the general belief of, of all of us at ScreenCloud, is that we're going to see a move away from the content types being put on screens being what i would describe as static assets so yeah. mostly you know videos and jpegs and and files and things like that mm-hmm. and the content is going to become much more web oriented so web-based content first rather than kind of file based content which is i think historically what most people put on screens is files mm-hmm. now it's i think it's going to move to be completely The web, And what would have been previously a video will be generated with web animation. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that will mean that that can be much more dynamic. So if you wanted to do a a video but you want dynamic pricing, you would have to go and make various versions of the video with various versions of pricing. It's slow and clunky and, you know, it's basically a pain to do. Mm -hmm. But if that's digital and, and connected to the web, then that pricing can update directly straight from wherever the pricing comes from. And so, I think that that's what we're going to see. So, we're going to need to see this as a visualization of the web in physical, physical uh, environments. Mm-hmm. And it will be much more integrated into that environment than it currently is, you know, hanging a big screen on a wall. What mm-hmm. do you think? What's your vision? Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much, Mark. Um, as for me, I think touchless, minimalism, and simplicity is the way to go. And I expect to see huge flashing screens will be replaced with subtle projectors that not only change display pictures, Mm -hmm. but also adapt to the interior, exterior, weather, and occasion with sound, scent, and color scan. Content would be even more customized and targeted. And of course, all of that would be based on data analytics about your target audience. You know, yeah, And so yeah. Uh, all in all, digital signage, like any tech related industry will quickly adapt and even predict the demands of its users and great things are waiting ahead for
1: all of us. Yeah, well, I think then, you know, g- given that, I mean, obviously, there might be quite a few people who are who are coming more from the hardware world than we are. But like, if you look at almost any other industry. You know, software ultimately, I think in signage, software has been kind of like the last concern. It's been much more about the how um, and, and rather like, you know, more, more like those physical um, physical devices. And I think ultimately, if you're going to move towards the vision you've just, um, you've just uh, described there, then it's going to be software that does that. And then really, the hardware is going to just kind of fade away. It's going to be a, a key thing, but it's going to be fairly ubiquitous. And it really will be much more about, well, you know, I I don't think people will be able to get away with just playing the same content on a loop, (laughs) which, which happens far too much, frankly. Um, And uh, in in order to be that personalized, it has to be connected. It has to be automated. You can't just have people deciding that. So some way or another in the next few years, people are going to have to really embrace this as a web-based medium and not as a kind of file-based medium to get there. So I think I think that's good news for people like us who build software.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, let's try to make it happen tomorrow. Let's try to make it happen faster.
1: Yeah. If the, I don't think the customers are quite there yet. I think I think that they like that vision, but I don't think they, like if you really kind of talk to most of them, like, you know, I'm sure you hear the same things we do. They they're definitely, that kind of vision would be really interesting for them, but that's not what they're after today. So I think we've got to be a bit patient with them, but we've got to kind of, edge them along towards this um, but it's not going to be an overnight thing I don't think they're going to go and you know completely commission minority report tomorrow but but what we have to do is make sure that that, that longer term vision which is the right one because it will basically just mean that everything works better and is more integrated then we're going to have to nudge them along the way but we're going to have to put up with them uploading files for a while longer yet I think
0: <laughs> yeah but you know their world moves Fast And our goal is to make the business move faster. So to serve our customers in the best way with the best solution, technology, and user experience. Uh, Mark, thanks again for joining me today. It was great chatting with you. And on behalf of our team and all the listeners, I thank you for taking the time to share your insights. I wish you and ScreenCloud all the best and hope to see you again soon maybe not virtually but in person you know thank you thank you so much for having me yeah like in the good old days (laughs) you know hopefully digital signage expos will come back soon and we will all hang out
1: more nice and safe thank you i know i'm i'm excited to get back on a plane and um i'm not sure i would have (laughs) said that two years ago but now i'm yeah (laughs) after a year and a half pretty much at home i'm very very excited to come back in real life and um yeah, get back into the world. And I, th- I think I think most people are too. And and I think that mm-hmm. that is good news for us. Like, you know, there was a bit of a thought that people aren't going to want to be around yeah. in those environments as much anymore. But I think yeah. that now it's just gone on so long. Mm-hmm. People are now seeing how much they're missing out by not being back in the real yes. world. So I'm excited to, to be back as part of the industry and back around customers and just back around people. So thank you yeah. very much for having me on. It's been a, a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Goodbye.